I'm Matthew Drew Turner, and you're watching Rugby Rapper. Coming up next, Matt McCarthy and Steve Lewis at the Pig and Whistle talking the MLR. Brought to you by Friends of the British Council. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up at the Fantasy Sports Network, Studio 34 here in New York City. And we're talking Major League Rugby. And Stephen, we recorded this segment at our favorite rugby pub in New York City. The one and only Pig and Whistle. Let's check it out. Welcome to the Pig and Whistle, Stephen. Good morning. Right off the bat, Utah Warriors showed us what we thought they could be. Yeah, so week four. Major League Rugby, um, Utah get off the mark. They get their first win um, at home to Austin. 41-22 was the final. Probably a wee bit closer than that might suggest. They got a couple of late tries, and um, but they're off the mark. And Austin are at the other end of the table now. Yeah, some rambling runs from Paul Lasique. Is that how we say it? That's right, yep. yep. Yeah. Former, former Chicago Bear. He's uh, And he's playing for the Eagles now as well at Senna. He's a strong human being. He was a force to be reckoned with in that match. And finally, getting off the schneid, as we say, Alf Daniels' side, which was important for the league. Important for the league, it's important for them, their confidence. It's, uh, it's a good thing. You don't want any team struggling. So everyone's everyone's got one win so far. Uh, so that's good as you say for the league. Yeah, it seemed like it took Austin a little bit of time to get into the match. It wasn't until the second half that the guy that we've had as the MVP of the league so far, or potential MVP of the league so far, Hanko Galichis, mm-hmm. got on track, set up nicely by Andrew Tunyu. Yep, they also, uh, I think that yellow card to Mike Brown was pivotal. Your old blue boy. Yep, there were a couple of New York guys featuring. Walsh, scrum half. It's Marcus Walsh, Marcus Walsh. the uh, Irish scrum half. Both of those guys, Mike Brown and Marcus, along with um, Ross Deacon, were Rugby United New York guys as well. Yeah, I mean, actually, something we can touch on later on, but um, injuries and, and, you know, depth of pools are are an issue, and players are already being brought in pretty much from everywhere, but we'll we'll touch on that later as a separate issue. Yeah, especially at the number 10 position throughout the league, there's some injuries and some kicking responsibilities. All right, so they're off the schneid. Then you had, in the blistering heat, New Orleans, their first home test against the Seattle Seawolves, who came down and they got out of there with their lives. Yes. And a win. Indeed. Yet another cracker in terms of excitement. 31-29 was the final. New Orleans would be kicking themselves to let this one slip away. They were up early and literally kicking themselves because it was by not making kicks that they got themselves in a hole, left a lot of points on the board. But they fought back, they stayed in it, and it was tight to the end. This wasn't a great game, though. Uh, the quality in this one, I thought, was a little bit um, poor. Shoddy. Particularly the last 15, 20 minutes when perhaps it was humidity, but that ball looked like a bar of soap. Um, whether it was subs coming in, whether it was humidity, something was going on. It was a pretty sloppy game. Uh, but as a, as a Glasgow boy, you can't be making excuses about a slick ball. No, anyone, right? anyone can play rugby in the sun, right? It's, right. You know. Humid ball, wet ball, that's, that's how rugby's meant to be played. A professional rugby player, you take care of the ball. Yeah, so, so, so whatever it was, it, it was a little disappointing. But um, back to the results. So Seattle, you know, that's an away win. Quite a few commentators have made note of the fact that these venues are going to get hotter. They're only going to get tougher to play in. Houston, for instance, New Orleans. So to go down there and get a win when you're not playing particularly well, that's a result for Seattle. It's a good result. They showed some resiliency on the road. They, you know, they adjusted. Uh, you had a sensational try from my buddy, Matthew Drew Turner. Yeah, he actually had a good game. Uh, yeah. The former seventh. Well, you sound surprised. Not at all, not at all. <laughs> life in the old dog, yeah. He, he ran a great line. Um, 
off Phil Mack for his score under the post. That was just, just perfect insertion. And he also had a terrific backflip to Tibbs to Peter Tiberio on the far side. Um, so, you see, he, he contributed tellingly twice. It's good to see Tiberio. There's a guy that's worked hard, injuries, overcome yeah. a lot. Here he is on a professional. Yeah, I always felt, particularly in the 70s, he was a very underrated player. I thought yeah. he should get even more recognition than he did. He's a good player. And he got, any guy with a nose that goes that way after breaking it 500 times get, has mm. to get your respect, right? Yeah. So, good job, Tibbs. Good job, Turner. The other match we had was from Glendale, Colorado, and another nail-biter. Whatever you say about this league, um, and everything's mostly positive so far, we're getting exciting games and we're getting competitive rugby. So this one went down to the wire, 31-27. We know the problems Glendale have had with, uh, they had a couple of suspensions, a couple of injuries, and uh, they're sort of running on fumes right now, I think. But again, they toughed it out, you know, and they get, they get wins when their um, playing strength is down, when not playing particularly well, but they ground out a win, 31-27 at home. In comparison with the New Orleans game was some good goal kicking. I think Will McGee was 100% and Audsley was 6 for 7 as well. So when, when both sides kickers are, are on song like that, it made for a tight finish. Interestingly enough, you're saying all these kicks, it was because it was a little bit undisciplined match. You had penalties, you had turnover of ball and taking bad penalties. Yeah, I mean, I think this week, again, as we said, you know, three exciting games, right? So we're getting that part of it. I just felt that the standard this weekend was a little bit, little bit sloppier, and I think it's a byproduct of injuries, a byproduct of the strength or relative lack of strength uh, coming off the bench for quite a few teams. And look at Zach Finolio scoring that, that try to, to ice it. Yeah, he's sort Glendale. of making a new career for himself in the back row. Um, actually, I thought Halliman. Are we going to put him at center? Are we going to put Zach at center? Uh, I don't think so. I think Halliman's try was kind of the, the key one, though. Uh, that was a good individual effort by Seth Halliman on the uh, left wing down the sideline, did well, and that kind of, that was a little momentum changer. But San Diego had their chances. I think you also saw a much improved display from the San Diego pack. I think they rolled a couple of lineup moles in. Um, their scrum was a lot more solid. And if they can continue that improvement to fix that, then they'll be there or thereabouts. What's the truth to the rumors that Alex Corbacero is uh, working with the San Diego pack? No idea. I think uh, we're on to you, guy. We're on. Yeah. We're following you. We well, know what's I, I, going on. If he, if, he just, can, if he can be in two places at one time, perhaps. But I think he's been seen in New York fairly regularly recently. And you know what, San Diego, they could really be the ones that challenge Glendale the most. And this is all barring any more injury. If these teams are healthy at the end of the season, relatively healthy at the end of the season. Right now, it's looking like San Diego is next in line under, under Glendale. Yeah, as, as I say, if their forward pack continues to improve the way they did, uh, the way they showed on Sunday, they, they're in with a chance because they've got weapons everywhere. you got Eagles all over that yep. lineup, right? Yep. That brings us to another point, though. So um, let, let's just get to it. So four weeks of competition now, 10 in the regular season. Two factors that are going to impact the quality of play and, in fact, performances. One are injuries, one is the physical attrition. You're starting to see players go down in all teams. So who is replacing them? What are, what are the benches on those particular clubs and particularly in key positions? So that's one factor um, that's gonna be significant. And the second, of course, is the Eagles summer test window. So that Eagle squad was named. I think it's the first time ever that a full Eagle test squad has been named with every single player uh, in a professional or semi-professional environment. So it'll be interesting to see how the Eagles' performances go. With regard to Major League Rugby, however, this is going to hit certain teams harder. And the teams is going to hit San Diego and Glendale, the two teams going to hit harder, seven and six, I believe, respectively. Glendale has shown they can play and win, and win on the road without big guns. They've shown they've got some depth. 
Yep, and they got a they got a two week break now, so they'll get a they get Landry and Cook back from suspension, and they got a couple of weeks to, to get some bodies fit. So they, they'll they'll be okay. They'll plus, be fine. Plus, you got South African beef up front coming into San Diego. Isn't isn't the owner a South African? Yeah, I believe so. South African ownership, obviously, Matt um, Hawkins is South African connection. Bobby Skinstad, I believe, is a uh, part owner, uh, and they've obviously got got a pipeline there. Back to these injuries, I mean, we, we've seen some bad ones. I think, believe Sebastian Kahn, who's a key player for New Orleans in the back row, has a neck injury. He's out for the year. Uh, Mikey Teo, that's why he was in the Eagle squad. He's got, a believe, an ACL or a knee injury. It's going to be interesting to see how teams cope, what they got, who they're going to bring in. You saw it directly impact New Orleans. The kicking carousel there was, okay, who's kicking now, right? Yeah. In, and, in a way. And so, so not to open a can of worms, but I'm going to open a can of worms. One of the places clubs are going to have to go to get players are colleges. Um, as yet, the policy with regard to college collegiate players and their eligibility seems to be a little bit of a cloud. Um, I had recent chats um, with Paul Keeler, who's a D1A guru, and uh, actually Pete Steinberg was popping away on Facebook and both made very good points. It's the one place to MLR clubs can replenish playing stocks, but how does it affect that college player's remaining eligibility? Can they go back and play for the D1 right. college next year? So that's an issue that needs to be cleared up. Basically, you want the best thing for the kid. You want to make sure the kid gets his degree, uh, has the ability to play club rugby, that doesn't affect collegiate eligibility. And right now, the, the rules are a little cloudy on this, and uh, it could go either way. But what's not cloudy is that we have to take a quick break and we'll be back with more Major League Rugby stuff, including our predictions, right after this. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. All right, we're back at our satellite studio, the Pig & Whistle, the best rugby pub on the planet on West 36th Street in Midtown Manhattan, and we're talking Major League Rugby stuff. Steve, we have two matches coming up this weekend. We have Houston at New Orleans in a rematch where New Orleans stunned the world with that opening weekend or their first win in Houston. And we've also got Utah at Seattle. Let's talk Houston at New Orleans first. I think New Orleans will win it. Um, I think they'll bounce back. The, you know, th th that was a pretty disappointing loss, so that's got to stick with them and hopefully they can use that to rebound. Um, Two very tough losses in a row for them. Yep, yep. So I, I take New Orleans there. Um, I, again, I, I think like the whole season has been, I think we're going to see close games again. No one's blowing anyone away. And that would be my pick. What have you got? I'm going to go with New Orleans and Ronan Nelson chimed in with his pick and he's going with Houston. Next match. Utah going to Seattle, going up to the Pacific Northwest. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. I think Utah are improving, you know, I think they've, they've, been, they've been a slow start, uh, but they're sort of grinding through the gears now. Uh, they've also had a couple of injuries, you know, whippy boys, both broken legs. It's pretty hard to take. Um, so the, everyone, they've got struck by the injury bug as well. Um, they're getting, they're getting rolling though. 
I'm not sure in time for this weekend. I think Seattle will be too strong for them at home. It's a tough call. But, you know, Utah getting that win under their belt, pretty dominating fashion. You know, I think it was 41-22. They almost doubled up. In, in right? the end. In yeah. the end. Instead of fading in, in the last 15, 20 yep. minutes, they scored some points. And is Seattle as good as everybody, like Tony Ridnell says? I, I, th- I think Seattle at home is going to edge, edge Utah. But Utah looks strong. Yep. Yep, I think, uh, again, I'm going for a close one, but Seattle, home team for me. And Ronan Nelson picked Seattle. So he's going with the, with the favorite. And as you say, what are the implications? Right now you've got Austin at the bottom, one and three, but they will be joined by either New Orleans or their other Texan team, Houston. Um, at the other end, Seattle can keep pace with Glendale. Glendale 4-0 going into this break. Seattle can hang with them if they get a home win. And for Utah, it's about getting to 500. They'll be 2-2. Two and two should they prevail. Steve, we're getting that uh, signal that we're out of time, but any final thoughts on MLR week number five from our beloved Pig and Whistle here on West 36th Street? Yeah, I, th- I think the other piece of interesting MLR news this week is the announcement from the DC consortium that they intend to, or they're exploring the opportunity to play in MLR um, with a view to starting in 2020 um, in the league fully. So that looks like it gives you 10 teams. Um, or nine teams next year with New York, obviously, Rugby United New York, and a team in Dallas. And now it looks like DC, that takes you to 10 US teams. Um, and that's probably a decent number at which the league should hold for two or three years. The, the, big, the big issue for me is the player pool. We're already seeing it stretched for seven teams. Nine teams is gonna be tight. 10 teams, very tight. I think we need to let the, um, the, the playing strength, the depth in the country um, pick up, be able to support those 10 teams. Although I also understand that the, um, the foreigner limit is going to change as well going forward. Right now it's five. I believe that's getting bumped up to seven. All right. And on that note, Stephen, we have to reluctantly end this segment from the Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. So thank you. You're welcome. I know it's torture for you coming into a pub. <laughs> this, this, this time of day. This day of the week. <laughs> All right. On behalf of Mr. Steve Lewis in his Glasgow powder blue i'm matt mccarthy from the pig and whistle on west 36th street all right steve uh another dandy from the pig and whistle and uh before we go just on a serious note wanted to wish uh jp eloff a speedy recovery from his illness uh we look forward to seeing him back on the pitch as soon as possible indeed indeed all the best all right and on that note matt mccarthy and steve lewis talking mlr major league rugby here at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City for Rugby Wrap-Up.